Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. We got a new year full of new content. Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024, the afternoon rush hour begins right now. Absolutely wild news in Bachelor Nation. No, not Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartik having their continued messy breakup as she possibly is with Zach Clark on New Year's. That story was so this morning. We've got breaking news to get to. You might have seen it in the title. We're going to share all this right now. Breaking news in Bachelor Nation. Bachelorette alum Rachel Lindsay's husband, Brian Abasolo, files for divorce. We already covered this on the YouTube with a breaking news story, but for those that are audio-centric, we got it for you right now. Some interesting uh, things in the court filing. Uh, Page 6 dropped this story that Brian Abasolo, a chiropractor, submitted court documents to end their marriage Tuesday, listing their date of separation as December 31st, 2023. So, Barring some crazy thing that happened on New Year's, I don't imagine they actually only separated December 31st, 2023. Um, Chances are they were separated for months. I truly don't know the extent of this breakup. But what's very interesting is that we do have her just on Nick Vile's podcast several days ago discussing that she's trying to have kids and it seemed like a lot of their relationship was progressing, moving forward, this and that. Well, Brian cited irreconcilable differences as the reason for their split and is requesting spousal support. The estranged couple does not have any children. The The whole spousal support thing is interesting. I don't know what that means uh, as far as, you know, is it just part of the paperwork or was there something so egregious that happened that he's saying, no, I want half of your income because she makes more than him. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I truly don't know. Uh, she's a lawyer. So my guess is they've got a pretty strongly worded uh, marriage license, uh, but maybe not. Who knows if they've got a prenup and how that would all work? Because while he's got a successful chiropractor business, I mean, she was a correspondent on Extra. She probably makes a lot of money with her podcast, influencer deals, this and that. Is he entitled in this world we live in to some of her income? I don't know. I don't know. But for sure, the part where he asked for spousal support is interesting. I'm going to share what he has to say, plus what she recently said just days ago on Nick Vile's podcast. But first, we've got a new sponsor this week. We're going to be working with them this year. They're called Factor. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery store, prep work, and cooking fatigue. I mean, who needs that in 2024? Is there a special occasion meal? Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. When life gets hectic, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from four to 18 meals per week or pause and reschedule. You know, sometimes you want to cook food. Sometimes you don't. Here has all the choices with Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash rushhour50 and use code rushhour50 to get 50% off. That's code rushhour50 at factormeals.com slash 
rush hour 50 to get 50% off your order. Everything you need from flavorful, nutritious eats, that's Factor. We're happy to have them as a sponsor. Okay, well, here's what Rachel said just days ago regarding uh, her relationship with Brian and having kids moving forward. Have a listen. To pursue all of this. So that was changing a lot for me. You know, we're working on having a kid. Congratulations oh to you. Oh my gosh, you are. Um, And it's, it's like, sometimes that's not as easy as you think. You think, yeah. okay, when I'm ready, I'm ready. It'll happen. And then it doesn't. So that's like been a little bit of a struggle too. So it's just a lot of change. I'm she says a lot of change. They said they're trying to have kids. I mean, nothing that we see here would suggest a relationship that's not working out. Well, here's what Brian had to say moments ago. He posted this on his Instagram stories and in a comment, of course, with the comments turned off, which by the way, I wish more influencers and alumni would normalize turning the comment section off. You don't need to share your opinion. I know we all think we do, but Luckily, Brian turned his comments off because it's none of our dang business and we don't need to comment that. Now, we're going to talk about it on the podcast, but we're not going to bring that to his living room. If you, Here's what he said. If you've been following me for a while, you know I don't like to put my personal affairs on social media and like to keep a safe space for our family. Many of you know me as a chiropractor and also as a husband in my proudest role so far. After more than four years of marriage, Rachel and I have made the difficult decision to part ways and start anew. My parents have been married forever and I'm a family man, but Sometimes loving yourself and your partner means you must let go. I wanted you to hear it from the source before the blogs start making up their own reality. Please respect the spaces of our family and friends as we figure out our next steps. Respectfully, Brian. All right. Uh, and again, we are fans of Brian and Rachel. We've got Brian on our podcast, Driving with Dave. You can go listen to that. He did talk a little bit about his relationship and, you know, the goods and, you know, why, you know, the things that work with it. But in the end, you know, you can wax poetic about a relationship and you can know moving forward it's just not working out. Um, we don't have any answers as to why he filed for divorce. If it's true that they were trying for a baby, I would hate to think that that would have something to do with it. Again, it would all be speculation at this point. People, I'm sure, will go back and look at everything they've said and done and try to figure it out. What's interesting, though, from Rachel Lindsay is yesterday she posted this. Uh, and again, this is a post from Natasha Parker that she shared with the caption, all of this heart. And it says, lessons of 2023. Do not trust all the thoughts. Go where you are celebrated. Real friends are just real. If it's forced, it will probably fail. If they can't show up for themselves, they won't show up for you. Move on. Patience will always be a friend. It's okay to outgrow people, places, and things. Growing pains are necessary to get to the next level. People will show who they are. Always believe them. Well, I'm sure of it, as I've ever been sure of anything, that we will get a comment, a statement from Rachel Lindsay. It has not arrived yet. If it doesn't arrive by the uh, end of my recording this episode, we'll have it for you first thing tomorrow morning or whenever it does come out. My guess is over time, we'll hear from Rachel on her podcast, discuss this and any other pertinent details. Um, it was it amicable. A lot of people are saying it doesn't seem like it was amicable because he made a quick statement and she hasn't made any. What does that mean? Why did it end? All the questions 
questions we don't have answers to, but maybe soon we will. In the meantime, I tell you what, I've got Clayton Eckerd making a statement, that's right, in an article that finally came out. They actually mentioned my name in the article in The Sun, the smut magazine that started this whole mess. Well, we've got his statement coming up next. All right, we'll get to Clayton Eckert in just a second, but I mean, what a wild day to start the new year. Uh, We've got Caitlin Bristow. Uh, We shared pretty much all of the commentary this morning. Jason Tartik unfollowed her. She was spotted at her New Year's Eve party with her arm around Zach Clark. Well, I've spoken with some people in the know, and some people sort of get offended on behalf of others, and they go, oh, what about Caitlin Bristow? friendship with Tasha. I'm here to tell you this. There is no friendship with Tasha. Turns out Tasha doesn't even like Caitlyn. So there is no affiliation between the two. If you want to consider that breaking news, folks, you heard it here first. I'm not pulling this out of my ass. People obviously have different opinions about what's going down and this and that. But what we can do is clear out as much rubble as possible. And by that, I mean, let's clear out this idea that Caitlyn Bristow singing Kumbaya with Tasha Adams. They're not friends. They clearly had some sort of rivalry when they were both hosting the show together. Tasha got some weird COVID illness, which I'm telling you, I still don't believe it happened because she was in New York the day before she was supposed to be in LA. She did the thing we all love to do, which is blame COVID when we don't want to go somewhere. My guess is, this is my guess, is that there was a contract dispute. Tasha's got some powerful power attorneys and some power agents that wanted to get her secured as the next host of The Bachelorette. The show didn't want to do it. They said, why don't you find a reason to not make it to the finale? Again, that's fan fiction. That's all things I've made up in my head. I've said that for months, that or years actually, that's I believe there was something stranger to Tasha's exit from hosting the show. My guess is the producers didn't want Tasha and Caitlin hosting the After the Final Rose because, first of all, it's hard to do live, and when there's two people, it's even harder to do. Who's going to talk? Who's going next? Who's reading the teleprompter? My guess is the show decided Caitlin could handle the hosting duties better than Tasha. You know, you know this. Look, I don't have an axe to grind with Tasha. I just don't buy that she got COVID the day before she was supposed to host the show. And I don't buy that her and, and Caitlin were like good friends. They were coworkers. And for Caitlin to start dating Zach Clark is not any sort of concern to Tasha, who's happily with a new partner. We won't get any updates from her. She's been super secretive. Good for her. It's a good way for her to not deal with any of this nonsense. Now, with regards to Jason, you know, I said this on my videos today. I believe there's a sub-segment of the audience in Bachelor Nation that's pretty misogynistic, that doesn't like Caitlyn because she's sex positive, makes a lot of money, and drinks wine. Sure, she's going to tell you how it is. That can be abrasive to some, but I'm telling you this, and I've said this before about other folks in the Bachelor world when you get to know them. They're all good people trying their best. Uh, Was it dirty of what she did to Jason? We don't know how their relationship ended. 
Caitlin, as I shared earlier, she, you know, talked about how we don't all know the truth. And, uh, you know, just because her and Jason decided to let their relationship uh, kind of like dwindle doesn't mean they both don't have the right to pursue new things moving forward. And speaking of moving forward, it looks like Bachelor Clayton's doing just that. In an article, finally, what took so long that came out today, just now in the sun, Clayton speaks. Bachelor Clayton Eckert's ex-fling claims she's no longer pregnant after demanding he take paternity test in court. Now, we already covered all this. We are so far ahead of the game here, uh, but there is a little bit more to the story as Clayton has spoken to the son. Here's what we know. We know that the Sun has been wanting to make more articles about this and they've wanted Clayton to get on record. And he's basically said this. He's basically said, I'm not going to speak to you guys, the people who started this whole mess because you didn't vet some, you know, some crazy story. Uh, I'm not going to speak to you guys until you get the record straight. And finally, now that they're reporting that there is no pregnancy, he's speaking. So this is what the son refers to Jane Doe as. They say the 33 year old podcast host from Scottsdale noted in her documents, petitioner acknowledges that she is no longer pregnant with respondent's child, meaning that there is no paternity to establish. Now, as you guys know, we covered all of these court documents on YouTube. It's absolutely wild. We covered it Saturday morning. Essentially, Janeth Doeth is arguing, because I'm no longer pregnant, we don't need to cover this in family court because family court is only for people that have babies. I don't have a baby. We don't need to cover this. Clayton's side says, um, hello, dumb, dumb. You're accusing me of all these crazy things. I want proof that I was actually the father in the first place. So Clayton's response, I believe has been filed. I have yet to see it when it comes out. We're going to share with you what they want to do moving forward. The most egregious part of those filings by the petitioner, Jane Doe, is that she essentially had her lawyer say, why are we clogging up the legal system if she's no longer pregnant? I thought Clayton didn't want any of this trouble. Why does he want to continue it? And Clayton's like, are you seriously this dumb? I want to vindicate myself after you you dragged me through the mud and I lost all these deals. Clayton's not going to, this story's not going to go away. So the best thing Clayton can do is get on the record that he was never the father and that she actually lied about this. That's what his side wants. So he said, I'll drop the case. If you agree, I was never the father of your fake unborn kids. That is not something she wanted to do because as her lawyer puts it, that would be her perjuring herself, which clearly she had no problem doing according to all of the statements that she made in past documents or in the back in the past court system saying I'm pregnant up until only a few weeks ago, she claimed she was pregnant right up until November. She claimed she was pregnant. So either way, um, the court shares this about Clayton. Clayton told the U S son in a statement, this filing by her was not a surprise to me as not only is she no longer pregnant, but she was never pregnant at any point in time with my children. My hope is that the judicial system bring her to justice here soon through exposing the many false accusations that she has made. So these are pretty aggressive words by Clayton here, which we love to see. 
The anonymous woman argued in the court docs that Clayton crowdsourced his attorney's fees through GoFundMe. She wrote in the documents, respondent, which is Clayton, did not personally incur attorney's fees, and it is doubtful that he intends to reimburse all 331 people who have donated to his cause. To date, there were 335 donations totaling $8,130. The fundraiser was organized by a person named Dave Neal who said that Clayton can use the help of friends and family that want a fair legal battle. He also noted, me, that Clayton said he never wanted to ask for a handout. So this is what's wild. Jane Doe side say, oh, why does he want court fees if he raised all this money? Well, let me tell you something here, Jane Doe. He raised the money because people are calling bullshit on your story. And they are sick and tired of seeing this guy get pushed around. I have not only been threatened with lawsuits myself, I am being sued for harassment by Janeth Doeth, someone who's written articles about me using my name where I have never returned that favor. I won't say her name because it's not important to me. What's important to me is getting Clayton's truth out there. So very interesting that the son now is sharing Clayton's side. Um, It appears to me journalism and where it stands in today's world of 2024 is that journalism departments in newspapers, they just don't have the money they used to have. They're waiting for folks like me, independent journalists, to do all of the dirty work. And then once there's some you know, something that they can report that's not going to get them sued or have any sort of liability whatsoever, then they share their their side. So the uh, petitioner, Jane Doe, filing her motion to dismiss, Clayton filed an expedited motion to extend the dismissal date to say, we don't even want this to go away because we want to prove that we're not the father, this and that. And of course, she's going, no, no, nothing to see here. And it goes on and on and on. Um, Clayton shares that, uh, and this is, again, reported in The Sun. So while this might not be a big deal for you and I who know the whole story, it's very interesting to hear that, that, that they're finally printing this. The TV personality claims she has not provided any verifiable sonogram reports. Fetal anatomy scans required at 18 to 22 weeks. Sonogram images from various checkups showing the prog- progression of the pregnancy or any additional medical information that would be typical of the high-risk pregnancy with twins that petitioner is claiming. Clayton also noted that she took three paternity tests, two of which showed little to no fetal DNA, and one was allegedly lost in transit. He was waiting on a fourth paternity test, but he claimed she has not cooperated. So, it goes on and on and on. Um, we'll be covering this more tomorrow, but very fascinating stuff that the news is finally reporting on this story. I mean, guys, it was getting a little lonely over here. They were so happy to report the initial scandal, but then cowered with their tail between their legs when it came to doing the legwork. We did the legwork. We got sued. How's that for a reward? We'll have more content for you right after this break. Wild news leading up to the Golden Bachelor. I mean, so much to get into. We're going to have to move a little faster. We have a breaking news story that just came out. That's right. The Golden Bachelor's Susan will officiate Gary and Teresa's wedding, which is happening this Thursday. The Golden Wedding airs live on ABC this Thursday, and fan favorite Susan Knowles will marry the inaugural Golden Bachelor couple. Susan Knowles is the uh, sort of uh, Chris Jenner lookalike, right? She's got that short black hair. We all remember her. We love Susan Knowles. She just broke the news to her family that she's officiating the wedding, which is really cool. Here's Susan discussing the upcoming wedding with other fan favorite here. 
here. Um, uh, what's the other name? What's I'm trying to remember. Kath, Catherine Swartz. Have a listen. You've got more shoes than I have. I think I do. I think I do. So it's it's the big wedding. I know. Can you? I can't. Gary and Teresa are already there. I hear. We yes, they are. Today, and it is going to be the wedding of the year, and that saying only January second. The first ever golden bachelor wedding and we're going to be a part of it i love her voice do you gary turner take this teresa (laughs) it's can i just ask you one thing yes after they get married can we focus attention on each of us finding a guy? Can we do that? Oh my God, do you think? <laughs> oh, so we just absolutely love the Golden Bachelor and all of the ladies, the the sort of, I don't know, characters that came out of the show are so special. Joan Vassos was one of those characters. She uh, sort of self-eliminated after, you know, th- after a very uh, close connection with Gary Turner and... Now we find out she's actually heading to the wedding. Uh, and here's what she had to say live from an Uber. Hi there. I am in my Uber on my way to the airport. And I just can't believe that this season, this first ever season of The Golden Bachelor, is having such an epic conclusion that we are all headed to the airport the next couple days to witness the wedding of Gary and Teresa. Not only did Gary find the love of his life, but he's marrying her and they are doing it right away with the thought that they don't want to waste any more time of their life at this age and they want to be together. So um, I feel very honored that I'm invited to the wedding and I am hopefully taking you guys along for the ride. This is the first step in the Uber on the way to the airport. I'm about to meet Nancy in a couple minutes and we're going to hop on a plane and be in Palm Springs in about six more hours. All right. I don't know. Should, hey, honey, should we go to Palm Springs for this wedding? Can we get an invite? Will someone let us know if we can get an invite for this wedding? Do, I think we need, I mean, who who but Dave Neal here to do the red carpet for the wedding? I mean, lots of questions. Will Caitlin Bristow be there? Who will her date be? Uh, will Rachel Lindsay and Brian have a son? No, they're definitely not going to be there. We've reported that. Uh, uh, Rachel Lindsay probably wants nothing to do with the Bachelor franchise. I don't blame her. Uh, but very interesting that we'll have Joan. You know, I mean, imagine having... This is what's so nice about this cast is how gracious they all are that you've got Gary picking Teresa and yet some of his other finalists are going to be at the wedding and celebrating. I don't imagine we'll see Leslie there, you know, some of the final two, final three members, but either way, very happy that they have found love and it looks like Travis Kelsey in Taylor Swift may have found love dropping the L bomb on Taylor on new year's Eve. Fans are reading his lips. There's a video circulating, which obviously I can't share with you because this is audio only although you can watch this if you want on the patreon patreon.com slash dave neal where they show that travis and taylor really are feeling the love the video of them kissing to ring in the new year also shows him saying i love you to her in the view of swifties that is fans are certainly convinced he dropped the l word just as they smooched at midnight yeah look i mean they've been dating for a few months they've traveled to different parts of the world together they're supporting each other so not surprised of the I love you remarks. And in other news, after the Sugar Bowl, which is in New Orleans, a 
woman flashes a boob on camera. ESPN apologizes. My thought with that is, look, if you're going to cover the Sugar Bowl on New Year's in New Orleans and somebody accidentally flashes the camera, that's nobody's fault. I think, first of all, I truly believe nudity should be allowed on TV. I think it's ridiculous and we live in a puritanical society. You've traveled other parts of the world. They don't mind a breast or two hanging out. My belief, though, is at the very least on New Year's Day, boobs should be allowed. That is a platform I'm running on for U.S. president. No self-checkouts. I'm going to make the new state bird the dodo bird. Get rid of that bald eagle. Who needs an eagle that's balding? We don't like that. We want a dodo bird. And by all means, on January 1st of every new year, tits out. That is a genderless, all genders allowed. Show your boobs for the new year. And that's my platform for you. All right, folks, we'll be back in the morning with a lot of new content. I'm telling you right now, we're hitting 2024. Uh, uh, We are hitting it hard and we are getting uh, off to the races with all of the drama that is to come. Waiting to hear back from Rachel Lindsay. In fact, I'm going to refresh one more time to see if we have a statement from her. My guess is it'll come tomorrow. I would be shocked if she doesn't release one. Nope, no statement yet. You know where to come to find it and we'll be back later. Have a good one, everyone. And as always, I'm I'm Dave Neal, and this was another episode of The Rush. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.